0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this Atlanta On Air episode of the Atlanta On Air podcast. Today, uh, Hunter and Adam will go through some mock drafts for you guys of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Unfortunately, the audio for this one uh, was a little corrupted. I did everything in my power to make it work. So this will be kind of the start of the episode. And then you guys can hear them with the audio a little more clear and set up for you guys. So enjoy the episode and thank you so much for tuning in to Atlanta
1: on air. Um just I'm really excited to get it going and uh show everybody two different perspectives on the way things could go on April 29th, I believe.
0: Hell yeah. All right, cool. So Adam, I'm going to let you get uh let you kick this one off. Uh but we are going to be going round by round. So if you want to tell me what you did with the first round and how all that happened.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um so Oh, obviously, I'm picking four here, and then um, so Denver called. Um, they gave me like they wanted like a first, second, fourth, and fifth, and I countered. I said I want a first next year, a second this year, a fourth this year, and a fifth next year for my fourth. So I tried to I tried to get as much as I could, and I feel like I did a good job. I like that compensation. I really wanted the second this year because I feel like there's a lot of guys. Uh, especially at the ninth pick in the second round that could help us out. Um, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger. They uh, picked the quarterback. I dropped back. I take Rashawn Slater. He slipped. So I, I don't know if you would call it slip. I think that's about where he's probably supposed to go. But um, yeah, I, I took him. Uh, I'm comfortable with him starting year one as, a, as our left guard. Um, His tape is phenomenal. Uh, His movement is ridiculous for a dude his size. He absolutely stonewalls people, opens up running lanes, has no problem getting to the second level, Um, can fit outside zone and can fit the power scheme. So I had no problems Um, for me. In hindsight, after the draft, I had a problem with it because I was really contemplating J.C. Horn here. Um, Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows J.C. Horn's absolutely far and away my favorite corner in this draft. Um, I almost took him, but Slater was just for me. I just tried to look at it from the perspective that we're going to kick the can down the road with uh, Matt Ryan another year, and I feel like just getting a horse like Rashawn Slater to open things up. Uh, is the way to go
0: oh for sure so Rashawn Slater is actually my number one tackle prospect in this draft so ha- having you get him in nine just kind of made my day a little bit um I yeah. think it I think it would be a good toss-up though between him and Horn yeah But I, th- yeah. I think if we are trying to build around Ryan for one last little push I think Slater has to be the pick uh,
1: Absolutely, yeah. his body
0: yeah. control and hips in the way that like he turns his hips to like center himself in front of everybody he engages like the blocks with is phenomenal freak athlete and just one of the few guys that made chase young look human in college yeah Yeah, so that Um, one's
1: awesome yeah he was he like his film study is just fantastic he just you, you forget how good he is just um just because he was stonewalling dudes like he was just absolutely like like against like texas and i think it was texas maybe it was Texas. I'm not sure who it was. Sorry. I I, I watched it today, but um, like he was just like not even being moved. And I was like, like this guy could move. And on the, when the pocket's moving, uh, when he's asked to get pulled, when he's asked to get out in front of screens, he had no problem um, doing that stuff. Movement uh, just the way he moves guys don't move that that well and, and not be great. So so he was uh, he was a guy that I, I like and I was happy to take and with the with all the compensation I got for it, taking him was uh, was easy.
0: Oh, for sure. So in my mock, um I elected like to just stay at four and pick a quarterback because we're trying to show everybody a few different mocks. Yep. Um, personally, I am team quarterback, so like this is pretty much a what I would do mock. But at pick four, we picked Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Uh, I was kind of a toss-up situation between him and Justin Fields because I do think Lance might get picked by the Niners. Um, But I decided to go with Lance here since he was on the board. He is my second favorite quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. But dude is phenomenal play-action reads, uh, throwing on the run, fairly decent deep ball accuracy, not amazing, needs to work on that. Hits intermediates uh very very well fantastic football IQ uh he called his own protections right at yep, uh, yep. North Carolina State yeah yep and like just seeing him but like potentially sit behind Ryan for a year or two and then take over the reins of this Smith offense it's going to be like what he did with t- uh Ryan Tannehill except probably better
1: yeah uh I mean you can't go wrong there I think we all have agreed um that Trey Lance is probably the best fit for this offense. Just the bootlegs that he moves, uh, the the pocket on the move, um, all the intermediate stuff that 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 uh, Arthur Smith likes to run, and um, just like just like him under center, uh, he was the most under center quarterback in this draft class by a wide margin. Uh, that's even more than Trey Lance. So he was in a pro style offense. Um, ability to call player option routes uh, against different coverages from defense is something that you do not see. He had a lot on his plate as a 19 year old, and he delivered. And he, he like he had no turnovers, man. Like he barely had any. Like he threw no interceptions. What more could play? people will say he's playing it safe, but he's still gunning downfield. Like mm-hmm. he's just. I feel like if it's between him and Fields, the upside of Lance is just so huge that it's hard to ignore you know what i mean and his fit in arthur smith's offense with the with the with the zone reads and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and the little bit of rpo that he runs i feel like it's just so good and such a such a good match made in heaven there
0: i just yeah i mean i feel like if it's really down to lance versus fields the upside of lance's physical traits not to say fields or yeah, Lance's upside is just so good. Not to say Fields is a bad athlete by any means. No. But, like, Lance is a freak, and he just the, – the system that he was already in just seems to be a seamless transition. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, we're going to move on to round two now. I'm going to take off – I'm going to take round two to start with, and then yep. I'll let you finish. So, sure. with pick 35. Um, I picked Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama. Um, he is my highest-rated center in this draft class. Well, he would be, except for the injury concerns. But yep. dude is a mauler. He's fun. Uh, I can just already see him and uh, Caleb McGary having the biggest bromance on our team. <laughs> and yeah. like, it's just he's too good. And with us being in the center market, I feel like we have to grab one early. I have a draft philosophy of drafting like if you're going to be drafting a franchise quarterback, you draft a center and a receiver in the same draft. So that way. They always, all three of them,
1: throw together. Yep. I like that. I like that. So
0: that's part of the reason why Dickerson was his pick. He's just, he's too good to pass up at 35. And I'm not sold on Matt Hennessy. Yeah. I know some people want to give him the shot at center, and that's fine. I think he deserves every shot at center. But I am not sold. Uh, And I think Dickerson
1: could very easily solidify that position. Yeah. Um, The biggest thing about me with Hennessy is um, Arthur Smith already reiterated a couple of times that he wants to run power. Hennessy has cannot do that. Um, If he's going to work, it's going to be in the outside zone stuff. Uh, We all know this. That's what he ran at Temple. Um, That's what he's going to be good at. So I feel like and like it's kind of indicative of them, quote unquote, being in the center uh, market so far with David Andrews. We know they met with Creed Humphrey. We know they met with Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson, sorry. Um, and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like, do they have faith in him? I'm not sure because if he's going to run power, that's just not going to go well unless you have two mammoths at, at guard, right? So, yep. All right, what you got for your round two pick? Or yeah, picks? I got I got two. I got two. So this is going to be good. Um, so my 35th pick um, was Jason Owa. Uh, Jason OA is actually my fourth ranked edge um, and at Penn State, I know he gets he gets the the knock for not being like very sack heavy productive. Um, I'm I lean uh, towards traits with him. He's so good and he actually reminds me of Harold Landry um, when he was coming out. Harold Landry, I think Jason O has got a little bit more twitch to him. But um, they're both kind of like a little bit unproven and not 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 super super great against the pass. Harold Landry developed really well, and Pease used them uh, a lot in the in the three three five, and he used them a lot in the big nickel. Um, I I feel like Oa would be a great fit um, for as a four three end, uh, a three four outside linebacker, and being that like um, that Sam slash. Um, like Leo kind of linebacker that they use in the big nickel uh, that can get out to the flats and, and do coverage that way as well. Um, You can drop him sometimes as well and not, and not feel like you're going to have a mismatch there because he is a freak athlete. Uh, His testing numbers were ridiculous this, this past week. Um, Like (laughs) there's not, there's not much good, uh, bad stuff to say about him. I love him on twists and stunts. I feel like Penn state didn't really do him that much. Um, uh didn't use him that much on those uh i i I just feel like his upside is just so tremendous that i'm willing to take the bet on him uh we played it safe with Rashawn slater in round one i think he's a plug-and-play guard for us for 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 however long for 10 10 plus years and i feel like we can afford to take the take the chance on a potential superstar as jason O was there right um my second uh, first do you do you want to add something to that before I move on to next?
0: Yeah, I mean I'm gonna be honest, I'm not nearly as high on him as yeah. the rest of the Atlanta on Aircast. Uh okay. I think trait side, trait wise and everything he's phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's plenty of other edges I would rather take in that slot. Like maybe yeah. Aziz Ojalar if he's there. So I think I'd rather there,
1: Yeah.
0: I think I'd rather have Greg Rousseau over Jason
1: Owa. Rousseau, uh, eh? I think I would, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Are you that- are you playing him as a five tack though?
0: I'm moving him around the line. Okay. Like see I just maybe thought... bulk him up a bit, play him as like a big a big edge kind of type type, type thing. Yeah. Cause uh I mean, you know, last year I had that uh fa- fascination with AJ Epineza. Yeah. And Greg Rousseau could be using the similar
1: role that we would have used Epineza, just
0: much, much, more athletic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I I agree. Like, I don't know. I like I, I think O's got a little bit more hand usage hand usage. Hand usage—that's uh, that's better. Um, I like like I feel like Jason Owa's just got as high of a ceiling as Rousseau. Um, I feel like I would use Rousseau inside if we were using four-three fronts. Um, that's that's just me, but I feel like Owa can can be on the edge and be be really good in four-three fronts. Uh, like I said, used as like a Leo in the big nickel and whatnot. Um, yeah, you want me to move on to my next pick? Yeah, bro. Move on? <laughs> All right, so I got um, my. This is, he's this guy's my uh, number one center just because he's he's really great. But uh, Creed Humphrey, um, so I had the pleasure of watching Creed Humphrey did a little bit of deep dive a couple days ago. Uh, just rock solid, like absolutely. He actually reminds me a lot of uh, Alex Mack with a little bit more juice um, in the run game. Uh, he really works second level like so well. Uh, he'll catch a guy uh, right under the rib cage as well as if his guards are. Um, occupied with them. He, he does a great job getting out, pulling. Uh, like I said, getting to the second level, being a lead block on on um, sweeps and whatnot. I, would, I feel like he has scheme versatility. He can run power. He has no problem anchoring. Uh, and he can be outside zone and, and still be able to get at that edge and, and seal so the running back has a lane, right? Um, I feel like he would be, like, to me, he would be the guy that, uh, Arthur Blank, or sorry, Arthur Smith would want, right? So uh, yeah, that was my second round pick. What do you think about? I mean, or I'm my sure two Arthur seconds. Blank,
0: I'm sure Arthur Blank would want it too. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: But yeah, no, I do like the argument about Creed and his versatility for sure. Um, either way, I think. I mean, it, I think it's interesting that we're both taking centers in round two. Yeah,
1: um, yeah,
0: yeah. And I really do expect us to be high on a center. Not really, I don't really have any like super good verified information that that's what we're doing, but based on everything that we've been hearing, it just kind of feels like it's gonna be a, a good spot for one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, all right. What you got going in uh, round three
1: right now for our Falcons? Uh, round three, I got Ooh, this was I got two actually, so you, okay. you, you want me to go first though? Yeah, yeah go ahead, and run okay. It. So, my first one, um, <laughs> this guy's a Sleeper, uh, he's the definition of uh, he was a guy that we kind of watched on Discord a little bit. I think people had mixed reactions on him. I really liked him. Um, and that's Jamar Johnson. Um, is I can't remember the school right now, he's it's blowing past me. Do you remember? I, I can't, isn't he Iowa State? Yeah, I thought.
0: Or- or is that
1: the other one? And then the other one was oh, uh, Oregon State. Man, why? Indiana. Man. I, you think I would remember that. He gave Justin Fields headaches. But that's just the case. Like um, He's a big, rangy, um, athletic safety um, that can play in the box. It's physical. Um, he can play like those intermediate routes really well. I feel like, for me, um, when I was looking at him, scouting him, um, I feel like he'd be that Kenny Vaccaro for us. Um, playing in the box, kind of intermediate, kind of, over tight ends and whatnot, and being able to give some some pressure off the edge uh, because we know Pease likes to bring pressure from all over the place. Um, so Jamar Johnson was a guy that I liked. I liked his physicality. He was asked to play a little bit deep third. I don't think he can do that in the NFL. I don't think he has the range for it, uh, which is fine. Like you don't really you don't need that um, so to speak. But being in this scheme, because if you're playing big nickel, then you have a guy in the box close to the box. Or kind of like that will linebacker. I feel like he can play that role. He has the physicality for it. Um, and then my, do you, do you want do you want to elaborate on him, or do you want me to give yourself... I'm be
0: honest, I actually don't know much about him, so I'm yeah. just kind of. Yeah, he's a guy gonna, who I have not watched.
1: Yeah, our Discord, we kind of. I think we watched one or two games on. I, mean, I know we watched the Ohio State game just because we were watching Fields that day. Um, so I said, hey, why don't we throw on Jamar Johnson as well? Because he was somebody. Actually, I think our our guy Juke. Shout out to Juke. He he actually said. Um, he was the one that kind of turned me on to him. I watched his stuff really good. Uh, he's, just, I, he's just a guy that's uh, physical, and I, and I really like that for my safeties. And I know Dean Pease needs a guy like that, like Kenny Vaccaro. And I think uh, I wouldn't comp him Kenny Baccaro because Kenny Baccaro is kind of, he has a little bit more range than him. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like he could play Kenny Baccaro's role, role in the big nickel <clears throat> and even in the th- 3 4. <clears throat> um, So my second third round pick came via me trading up with Chicago. Uh, I traded my fourth and a fifth and I jumped up and I wanted to select North Carolina's Michael Carter um, to be the slasher to uh, Mike Davis. Um, We all seen him explode at the senior bowl. He had a really good runs off the edge. Uh, He's really, really good in the pass game, catches everything. Um, I think his pass pro is not that great. Um, I think it's average at best. I don't know that. And like even transitioning to the NFL, I, I feel like that might be a tough ask for him to be, but Mike, that's okay. Cause Mike Davis is pretty good at it. Um, but Mike, uh Michael Carter the, the receiver out of the backfield is just something that's deadly as well. Uh, he runs with a purpose. Uh, he has no problem taking on contact, even though he's only 58 five, uh, five I believe. Uh, he runs he runs um, eagerly, I always say, right? So uh, he has that explosive uh, speed that can get you upfield real quick, um, make cuts, he has nice cuts. Javante is my guy, right? So I'm not gonna knock Javante. but Michael, uh, Michael Carter, I think he could be a really good slasher for Mike Davis. Uh, it doesn't it all that also doesn't leave us prone to potentially taking a back next year if Michael Dave, Davis can't be, uh, the 1A to Michael Carter's 1B, right?
0: Oh, for sure. I, yeah. I love Michael Carter. Uh, he's one of those guys that really caught my eye at the senior bowl, uh, a yeah. little shifty guy that just was constantly making big plays. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of times, like, he was or he has been overlooked this draft cycle by Javante Williams. Yeah. And that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing at all because, like, a lot of people forget that Carter is as good as he is. Um.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think he'd be a huge addition in Atlanta if we try to go with the committee aspect. I don't know if he could be a feature back, but if we go the committee aspect, I
1: think he's a perfect addition for our committee. Yeah, and I agree. And I think year one, that's what he's going to be a part of. Um, and I like that. Um, I like him tag teaming with uh, Mike Davis. It kind of gives you uh, a little bit more uh, fire to uh, to the backfield and it gives you a real like Mike Davis is no slouch in the in the receiving game but Michael Carter gives you juice like he gives mm-hmm. you the home run threat and that's kind of what we've been missing really from the running back position
0: oh for sure if we take uh, Michael Carter do you think that means the end of Edo Smith in Atlanta
1: yeah um, I got a love hate relationship with Edo, man um, sometimes he looks really really good uh, other times uh, he's just not available man it's really frustrating right
0: mm-hmm. oh for sure
1: it's um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to roll
0: on to my third now on that note. And my third round pick was ha- Hamza Nasruddin from Florida State. The big old safety dude is 6'4", like 215. Absolute chess piece for Dean Pease to work with defensively. Um, he just He's one of those guys that would probably step up into the box and be used in the same role that we were hoping Keanu Neal would be in if he were to come back. But he is not because he signed with Dallas. Um, Nazerlin is a leader of the defense uh, down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He was constantly directing guys, moving them around pre-snap for Matt Rule's staff. Um He was also being pulled over to the side by Matt Rule's staff almost every single play. Uh, and I would love to grab him here, if, especially if the Panthers are actually interested, because screw the Panthers, <laughs> you know? Um,
1: but, yeah, that, that's what I got on Naz. Adam, thoughts on that one? Yeah, Dean, uh, he can do a little bit of everything, man. I'm not, like, he's uh, he, he'd be really, really fun, uh, especially Dean Pease, who's, uh, who's a safety connoisseur. Really loves the position. I feel like he'd be really, really good for Naz. Naz, uh, I sometimes question his angles on um, deep passes when he's taking, or sometimes I feel like he gets caught looking in the backfield too much um, and can get caught that way. But I feel like those are coachable traits, but you're never going to teach uh, the length and the speed that he plays with. Um, no,
0: or his natural instincts. Like, he just has a nose for being where the ball is. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with some of his issues with the deeper routes and like i wouldn't necessarily want him to be my single high off the bat i mean if i if we had to put him back there a few plays a game like sure whatever but i just the dude's such a natural playmaker and it's always near the ball like i just i think that's something we need for the defense
1: yeah absolutely and i mean he's not afraid to come up and meet you right in the hole so that's another big thing he's got so much length um I feel like he'd be like, especially on blitzes and stuff, he'd be such a great asset to that because he does play with length and he knows how to use it. So um, that'd be, that'd be something that really, really fun to see uh, in our, uh, our safety heavy defense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I, I guess that's the word I'd go with. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. We're going to move on to round four. Uh, do you want to kick this one off or let me have it or what, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, let's let's continue the rotation. I think I took last first, or third first, right?
0: All right, yeah, so then I'll start
1: this one. Yeah. All
0: right, cool. So I really did not want to pick this guy, but the way the board was falling, I just, I I had to. Uh, At pick 108, we have the Falcons taking Hamilcar Rashad Jr. from Oregon State. If you listened to our last episode, uh, where it was me and Adam, you kind of got a sneak peek of how I feel about Hamilcar Rashad. Dude is an absolute freak. Always out there hustling, giving it his all. One of the bendiest edges in this draft class. A very, very raw player who relies on his freak athleticism. If Dean Pease can get there and coach him up a little bit, or whoever gets a hold of him and can coach him up a little bit, uh, and get him to start using his hands a little bit more, dude's going to be unstoppable. He recorded a... It was 18 and a half sacks, I believe, in... 2019, which was the NCAA record that year. Wow. Um,
1: I didn't even actually know that about a sack production. That's pretty wild.
0: Yes, yeah, sack production was incredible. But then for yeah. some reason in 2020, he didn't have a single sack.
1: <laughs> so
0: it, it's you the gave them all thing. in 2019. <laughs> I, I guess so, man. But, I but like, it's one of those things where it's like, that is a red flag on my end, but getting here at pick 108, and where this talent, def- like, we have no talent really at the edge. I know we signed Mingo, and we have Fowler back, and we have Copeland, I guess. And JTM, but- right? And JTM. But I-, I think Rashad could be a good, healthy mix in addition to it to at least pump some energy into this edge group that we have. Um, dude is an absolute monster and will always chase down and attempt to make plays even from even when he's out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. His uh, His motor runs hot all the time. Uh, he was a, from, I think I was only able to catch two of his games, but every single time he was chasing down plays, uh, you love to see that. Obviously, um, anybody who followed my thread on the um, edge class knows that I'm a huge uh, believer in having a plan when you pass rush. I question Hamlet um, uh plan, but I feel like he's just one of those guys that works so hard he actually reminds me of JTM because JTM is the exact same way. He always runs high, always hustling. His pass rush is kind of okay, but he's learning to use his hands. If you're wanting to learn, you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like I feel like uh Richard would do a good job of of taking that step in and taking the initiative to to develop himself at the next level. So that's all
0: I got in the fourth round, I believe. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, so I got pick. you know what, I actually, now that I think of it, I traded up for, for a player in round three, too. <laughs> or yeah, so I had three round threes, I traded, sorry, this is my bad, I'm really, really no, bad dude, you're here. good, you're good. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, so I traded up at the back end of the first, uh, with Kansas City, um, gave him pick 114 and 187, so I ended up not having fifths. I believe, yeah, because then I jumped to 182. But so, so I'll just, I guess I'll just throw this in as my my fourth round pick. So it was Benjamin St. Juiced, uh the Canadian Minnesotan. Uh, so anytime I have a chance to take a Canadian and him be an asset, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, no, but he's actually okay. So Senior Bowl, I didn't love his game. Rewatched it a couple times did a little bit better in man than I than I thought he would. Uh, I think he's a development as an outside corner he's got some length to him. Um, I think he's about what 6'2", I think he, I believe he is. I have to double check that. but he's got some serious length to him. I know he plays and plays his length uh, really well. Oh he's 6'3", 200 pounds. So yeah I know he had long arms anyways even regardless of his size and uh, he does really well um, coming up and hitting you in run sport as well um so it was something uh somebody that I liked um uh, I didn't watch a whole ton of them but from what I did see um in man coverage something that we're going to run uh a lot of he did he did well on uh, against shifty receivers I think he'll struggle um but I don't think he's a guy that's going to contribute big time in year 1 anyways so I feel like if you have him with a guy like Dean Pease, who is really really good at um Developing coverage guys because he does um, he does like coverage more than than pressure because he can manufacture his own pressure and he'd rather just play man um, then I really think uh, if we're patient with him I feel like he can pay dividends down the road and he can be somebody that can be um, the outside corner to AJ Terrell as well
0: yeah ha- f- oh,
1: go ahead the fact that he's Canadian just puts his cherry on top <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, all I was gonna say was St. Just feels a bit of a reach here for me. I think he's a fan. <laughs> Hey man, come on. No, I mean <laughs> I mean I don't think he's a bad corner by any means. Uh it looks pretty solid at the Senior Bowl, but I just feel like it, it just wasn't the prime spot for him, at least for me. Yep. There's no telling how he's actually gonna go or where he's actually gonna go. So that's perfectly fine. Um,
1: but yeah, uh nothing wrong with it. I just wouldn't have traded up for him is all. Yeah, that's okay. I uh, like He's got the length, the ideal length, that I think he's going to test pretty well. So, oh, for um, sure. Yeah, like, like I said, I feel like he can be developed. Like I said, I think he's going to take a year. But I feel like he's somebody that can contribute eventually down the line. And I feel like he might not have been BPA at that <laughs> situation. But um, somebody that they would like to develop and and eventually have contribute to the team, right? Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: All right. We're in our box. Um, Who do you have going around five if you have those picks and
1: did not trade them? Um, Yeah, so I think I'm done on trades. Yeah, so I'm done on trades. How about um, do you just want to round out the back end of the, the drafts? Each one, we'll give two little tidbits, and you can yeah yeah. So for we sure. can maybe jump on something else here. Okay, so I went um, 182. I went Dalen Hayes. Uh, I'll elaborate after I go through all of uh, all oh, of the picks. Sure. Uh, 183. I went Simi Fioko, um, the receiver, and 219. I went the nose tackle from Michigan State, Naquan Jones. So. Dalen Hayes, um, if anybody, you guys follow my Twitter, you know how much I like Dalen Hayes. Um, I feel like he um, is a prototypical 3-4 uh, outside linebacker in DMP's scheme. I really feel like he will contribute year one. I feel like he can be a guy, um, he's a former five-star recruit. Uh, he's somebody that really gets out in the flats and can really uh, disrupt swings and uh, just timing routes um, like in on crossers, meshes, uh, slants, things like that. Um, things below the line, he eats those up all day. He's just athletically fantastic. Um, his IQ is ridiculous. I've never seen him bite on an option play, um, and he's just uh, he's just one of those guys that he does use his hands well. He doesn't have quite a um, like a pass uh, pass rush repertoire, but he really. Um, his motor runs hot and he's able to get hands off of him. And if that's half the battle. So if he combined that with um, developing a really good pass rush plan or even um, bringing in a counter move to his first move, um, which is almost always speed off the edge, I really feel like he could be somebody that would be a a really, really good player for us. Um, Like I said in the last uh, video, or sorry, the last pod, um, Atlanta's talked to him twice already. And I feel like, if you're talking to him twice, you have some interest in him, and I really feel like he would uh, round out our pass rush. fioko I admittedly haven't watched a ton on. I know you guys have. Um, I know you guys are big fans of him. Um, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, you haven't. I think it was no, Mark. dude. I, I oh, that was no. all
0: in Cam and I, I think
1: it was he, Mark. Yeah, I think. So I it might have been Kenny as well, but uh, I know these guys were raving about him. I watched a couple snippets from uh, Tibbits from him earlier. Um, I know he's a big, uh, big, strong receiver that can get jump balls, and I'm going to take length, six four, two two. I think it's two ten all day long. I'm going to try to develop that into a jump ball receiver something that this team misses. And I feel like in the sixth round, it's worth it's worth the um, it's worth the risk, right? Um, so so you get a little bit of developmental upside from St. Juice and uh, Fioko there. Um, Naquan Jones is somebody I liked as a, as a end of the pack uh, nose tackle. He's 6'4, 330, big nose tackle for Michigan state. Um, He has some motor issues, but it's not, it's not to the point where I'm like, Oh, he's super lazy on film. He still does give his, uh, his effort, but it's just not um, in in lengths that, that you want to see. He's not like a Richard who's just constantly running hot. It's right. not like that. I feel like sometimes, um, and I it could be technique for Michigan State because uh, they just don't pump out really good uh, tackles all the time. So it could be a technique thing. I've, I, I've said this with Carlos Basham too. I feel like it's a technique thing with him in the run game because He's just constantly throwing himself out of, out of run plays, but the biggest point with Naquan Jones is that he holds up at the point of attack, and he takes on double teams, so I feel like that's a coachable trait, and I feel like you can get a lot out of him by um, being that 3-4 nose tackle for us. Solid uh, solid way to end it out. You hit Thanks, some man. needs, hit some
0: potential steals, hit some good developmental guys. Yeah, yeah That's all sure. we can ask for at the end of day three. Yeah. Um, my 5-7, once again, did not do any trades, so at Pick 148, I have Caden Stearns. Pick 182, Cornell Powell. Uh, Pick 183, I have Ellerson Smith. 187, I have Elijah Mitchell. 219, I have Malik Herring. Um, I'll just do a quick little snippet on each one. Caden Stearns is a freaky athlete uh, who plays safety for Texas or played safety for Texas. Um, I think he's a little bit soft and a little bit raw, but... He has every trait that you want, and it's uh, seeming like a good flyer at this point. Uh, we yep. need safeties and we need safety help, so yep. he could potentially be developed into that single high type guy for us. Um, Cornell Powell is from Clemson. He was one of Lawrence's top receivers. Uh, six foot, I believe, on the outside, or maybe 5'10, five, five, I don't remember how big Cornell Powell is, but he plays bigger than he is, which is the problem I and mean, why I can't really remember it. But A pretty solid receiver who could step in and play a role like Russell Gage for us. And since Gage is supposed to be a free agent after this upcoming season, Powell could be developed into that role uh, as the wide receiver for three. I like that. I really like that. Yep, I agree. Um, That pick 183 was Ellerson Smith. He's another edge, and I didn't really want to take another edge, but he just kept sliding down the board. He's a 6'6 edge from Northern Iowa. It's an FCS school. Um, same school as the freak Spencer Brown. But um, Smith is very raw. He was at the Senior Bowl. Didn't really stand out. But like you could tell all the traits were there. And it's just a matter of putting it all together. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's just one of those, like, why not take a flyer? And a guy that's sliding down the board who yeah. Yeah, sure. has good traits. Um, at 187 was Elijah Mitchell. He's a running back from Louisiana. And this dude is the perfect late-round running back for our system. Dude is built for a ZBS scheme. Um, fantastic vision. Not necessarily the best athlete in the world, but it's kind of like, I mean, he's just one of those guys that could be like the lead back of a committee. So getting Mitchell, pairing him with Davis, pairing him with Ito or Hill or Olson, whoever the hell is still around in our backfield yeah. uh, come <laughs> August, Mitchell could be a very good addition and steal snaps from there. And then Mm -hmm. at 219 in the 7th round, I took an SEC defender, Malik Herring from Georgia. He's kind of like a poor man's Marlon Davidson in a sense. So he has the versatility along that D-line. And just Georgia tried to use him as an edge rusher, and he's not really that. I I think he'd be best off putting a little bit of weight on and maybe kicking inside for like big nickel stuff. Uh, Putting him next to Grady or next to Kaminsky or... Uh, whoever we want to put him next to, I think he'd be better off in that role, but yep. he has a, a never ending motor and dude just plays hard. Um, yep. so it basically, looks like in each mock, we have what th- three to five starters each or potential starters each.
1: Uh let me, let me see. I got a
0: I will comfortably say three immediate starters in mind and maybe two guys that could step in by the end of the rookie year.
1: I got three in Slater, Owa, and Humphrey that will start year one. Um, I, I don't anticipate Humphrey losing a, a, a mini camp battle to uh, to Hennessy. Uh, Jamar Johnson would would compete with a vet safety. I would I would assume Michael Carter will get touches, so he'll be. So I don't think St. Juice will play a lot year one. Dalen Hayes, I could see stealing snaps from like a GTM or somebody like that. Um, Fioko and Maekwon, I think, are both developmental guys as well. So I think I'd comfortably say three with two guys giving um, giving some sort of depth, some, some sort of good right. snaps.
0: I, um, I think, like, for me, I think Dickerson could start year one. I think Naz could start year one.
1: Yep.
0: Rashad would get significant reps if not yep. starting year one. I, I think he'd be starting by the end of it. Um, I think Stearns would probably start year one.
1: Just because lack of lack of people. Like it is what it is. Like if 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 any scheme is going to help him out year one, it's going to be our scheme. So I do agree. I do agree with that. And if he's not
0: starting year one, he's pushing Jalen Hawkins for damn sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Cornell Powell would see many reps year one. I don't think Ellerson Smith would see a ton of reps year one. uh, Just because he doesn't really stand out that much from like JTM. And in Hamilcar Rashad but maybe after year one, he could develop into it. Yeah. I think Elijah Mitchell would get significant reps year one. And I don't think hearing would do much year one.
1: Yeah. Um, So I wanted to ask you because uh, in hindsight, I, I kind of really was frustrated with, with something that happened. Um, So I'll, I'll see in hindsight, was there something that happened in your mock draft that you wish you could go back and redo?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there actually looking at it when I was doing it. And I was like, Damn, I was like, I'm kind of upset I didn't pick a nose tackle anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe
0: like Ellerson Smith or Malik Herring, not as a nose tackle, and maybe grab like a Tonga or a Naquan Jones type thing. Yeah. Maybe. uh, Maybe pick a different edge instead of Rashad. I don't remember how the board was looking. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I kind of like the way it turned out through the first five rounds. And then after that, I just kind of like, don't love the way I did. Yeah. I, at that point I was like, Oh wow. These guys are still here. Cool. Yeah, that's I, hit exactly them because I like it. them and I don't even it's... think to like, they're not necessarily scheme fits. They're just like solid players.
1: Yeah. 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 That you kind of probably can make. So in hindsight, um, I don't like, um, the fact that I didn't take a rangy safety, um, I, I was like, Jamar Johnson's really, really good, but I feel like Eric uh, Harris would fill his role pretty early. Um, and I know that's—it sounds like a slight on Johnson, but I—I f- I feel like we're going to use Eric Harris properly and use him more in the box. He's a six-three, two hundred and twenty-pound safety. I feel like he's, yeah, he's going to be
0: like our strong safety for sure.
1: Yeah, like I feel like he's not going to be in the box. Like I, I hope not. I mean, then again, if he is, like I trust DMPs completely. Um, I feel like Harrison Johnson would be kind of like a battle. Um, in hindsight, what really frustrated me was, uh, my first. So my first pick was Slater. Um, I was contemplating Horn there, but what later got me was when I traded up for Saint Juice. Aaron banks was still there. And I feel like a combination (laughs) of Horn and banks is better than Slater and juice. Cause I feel like banks could start and I feel like horn would start. So I feel like, and that's just like, it's just so funny. That's how mock drafts go. Right. I mean, that's how the real draft go, uh, goes you're like, okay, I didn't anticipate this guy falling. And then we took this. So, um, it was really fun. It was a really good exercise. Uh, I really, really liked it. Um, uh what uh so i guess i don't know what do you what do you what do you want to talk about you, what about Dion jones what did you think about the yeah, so, quote-unquote okay. restructure?
0: yeah so the thing is like i did not take a backer in this really or at least a true backer because yeah. of us restructuring Dion jones okay gotcha yep. well i actually know this, it's a lie <laughs> I, I did this before we restructured Deion. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: uh the thing is like, i The Deion Jones restructure I don't really think means anything for, like, free agency. I think it's just him providing cap space for us to sign these guys, uh, sign our rookie
1: class. The rookies, yeah. You really think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, And then, like, post draft is when we'll fill out the rest of our roster.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think potentially it means they they wanted one guy, uh, maybe two. But I do think most of this money is going to be allocated to – to the draft as well. Like I said, I think if we were going to be aggressive, these moves would have been made way earlier than in free agency. Mm -hmm. Um, They apparently took a shot at David Andrews. We don't know 100%, but it was something that um, I'm sure if they wanted to get done, they could have got done. Um, And apparently there was a shot, there was a call at least made to Kyle Fuller. We know they, they ended up going for Fabian Moreau. So I feel like, I just feel like this money potentially maybe gets another safety i don't think um we're gonna sign like a big like we're mm-hmm. not going after like richard sherman's not coming here No. no i way. would highly doubt Jadavian Clowney would come here even though you know he was one of, he was a guy that i liked the I know dream you. will yeah. never die man it, yeah. the dream's never gonna die i know you wish wish i was here um any any other thoughts uh, around the the league or anything you want to get off your chest or yeah man wanna... so
0: I really do think, like, we're sitting here saying that, like, oh, man, we could have made a lot of these moves sooner. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of a testament for, and just a foreshadowing, I guess, of how Smith and Fontenot are going to play out the rest of this offseason, and probably next one, too. Just kind of being patient, making sure their moves that they make are what they really want to make. Because, like, I don't think they would have... I think if they were 100% sold on having to make that restructure of Dion, then they would have done it sooner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the Ryan structure. I I think they're trying to make sure that the decisions that they make right off the bat, like this offseason, are going to set them up for success in the long term. So I don't think if we are to trade out a four, I don't see us doing it before draft day. I don't. I don't see us making some rash free agent signing before draft day. Like I just, I don't really see anything big happening before the draft. I think they're going to key in on that and calculate their moves very precisely because obviously Smith's is is an X is an O's guy uh, pretty apparent. And it seems that Fontenot is kind of the same way, just in the roster building aspect, like in terms of how
1: calculated he wants to be hmm Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I wanted to touch upon was uh just the the rash the, all the trades um that happening, just like uh in retrospect, what it means kind of for Atlanta. Um I said this early on, I don't think it changes much for Atlanta at four. I uh I all along I had um Miami trading out of three. I think eighty-five percent of people had a Miami trading out. If they stayed and picked, then it was ideal for Atlanta. I think Justin Fields is going to get picked by San Fran, um, just for him working with QB Collective. Um, Kyle Shanahan kind of uh, monitored him. Um, I highly doubt somebody would give up three first-round picks for Mac Jones, somebody <laughs> who has a limited ceiling. Like I, I, it's not. People think I hate Mac Jones. I just think I'll, he needs more around him to work. Um, and that's going to get into a pocket passer versus dual threat QB thing, and I don't want to touch on that today. Today, I will eventually and say I want to have this conversation with you. Wait, yeah.
0: This could be our next one. It's like okay, grass philosophy stuff.
1: Yep, like, but yeah, but I actually I see
0: it differently, and I want to have that conversation.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, I love that. But uh, yeah, so I think Justin Fields is going to be there. So, anyways, if we want Trey Lance is going to be there, or for heaven's sake. It'll be Mac Jones, and I just can't, I can't see it going out that way. Um, but like I said, um, yeah, I think, I think uh, it doesn't change much. A lot of people were saying, oh, this is Cements Atlanta doing this or doing that. It doesn't. If Atlanta was going to move back, they were going to move back anyways because the fourth quarterback was always going to be there. The um, only if-
0: thing that this did was screw Carolina
1: which we can all agree is, uh, is what yeah, they really did. Like, that was the best part of it. It's like um, Miami traded up to six, so they could potentially take whoever uh, maybe Carolina wants. There's no going to be like, like they're going to have to, which they could settle on Mac Jones because they did coach him. And I know mm-hmm. um, the owner of the team came down and even talked to him at the Senior Bowl. I'm pretty yeah. sure you told I'm us that. i pretty sure. Um, So that could be something that's interesting as well. And maybe they're like, you know what? We don't want to trade up. We're fine with Mac Jones. We know he's going to slide to us. San Fran was our only real threat of jumping us. If Atlanta doesn't move back, or even if Atlanta moves back, Trey Lance is going to be that pick more than likely. So um, like I said, I I don't think it changes much. I think most people thought it didn't change much. I think naive people that are going to try to push that narrative uh, are going to say, well, it changes a lot. It really doesn't. I don't think it really
0: makes a difference because, like, no matter how you grade Lance and Fields, they're very similar. Like, regardless of if you have them at two, three, or three, four, or even four or five, like, no matter how you have them graded, they're pretty much hand in hand. And there was going to be no way that we did not get at least one of them on the board for us at four.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's going to be a really good closing part i don't know we're over five weeks out i really want to do a real good uh prospect look at and a really good scheme fits guys that like to a t are like this guy's gonna fit at some point so uh, that'd be a fun podcast to to get off to our listeners um i don't know about you do you have any closing arguments here i i I don't do you got anything you want to say before we end this thing no i'm just i'm really excited I hope you guys really like the podcast. Me and Hunter really, really, really tried to. We worked all week on uh, dialogue on trying to give you guys some guys that can fit uh, different scenarios. We're trying to cater to everybody on this podcast. So we don't want to, uh, even though we have our own beliefs, we want to We want to touch upon everybody's in situations that you could potentially like. Um, so we hope you really like this. If you don't or if you want to get anything in, and especially for our Monday uh, mailbag, get it in. Um, we have some really, really good questions that I'm really dying to dig into. I, know I don't. Too. I don't know if this is going to be up before the mailbag.
0: Oh, okay. okay. But if somehow this is up before the mailbag, or before we record the mailbag, shoot us some in. shoot us some tweets, and if we get a resounding response, we'll do a second mailbag. We don't really give a shit.
1: We enjoy, I like
0: it. Uh, we kind of like recording this. So, um, if y'all haven't already. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us individually on Twitter. Check out Cam's most recent episode where he does uh, some Scheme Fit stuff. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. And y'all have a good day.